punters and dribblers, mums and daddies. Podcast today brought to you by Good Day. Mm, correct. The greatest multivitamin of all time. Yep. Of all time. It is back in stock in a big, 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 big way. Pun on the dribbler, no, that's flying like hotcakes. It is flying. And the only reason that I can come up with as to why it's flying is because it works. Good news travels fast. It works. It's blowing the socks off people. Yeah. It's blowing the knickers off people, the singlets off people. Have you got a review for us? You want me to get a review? Oh, mate, I love to hear the reviews. You like our reviews, don't you? Mate, the reviews are good. I mean, like, you know, of course we're going to talk up our own product. I get that. But obviously we're doing it genuinely and sincerely. But I like to hear from the punter and the dribbler about how they feel the product is working for them because they are the best fucking yardstick. Literally, okay, here's a good one. After hearing about Good Day for for a few months on the pod, I decided to get some of it shipped over to Napier NZ, Aotearoa, to our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. over there. To test it out for myself, and I wasn't disappointed. Having a kid who has just started school and another in the Petri dish they call daycare, as soon as they got sick, I would always get sick. A week into good day, one got sick, nothing. The next week, the other got sick. Again, I got nothing. A modern miracle, let alone having more energy throughout the day, so I couldn't recommend it more five stars. Bang, bang, bang. bang. Begoodhealth.com today, you punters and dribblers. The least you can do is have a crack and see how it works for you. least you can do. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie of the Hello Sport Podcast fame. Um, back for another week of dribbling and yarning with some of the more interesting individuals sport has to offer. And this week, no different. Good friend now, great friend, great personal friend right now. You know, before the interview, acquaintances, post-interview, Christmas dinners and shit. Best mates. Yep. Best, best friends. Um, a man of uh, many talents, but from the surfing world, Eddie. Yes. He's the WSL commentator, AWSL commentator. Uh, he also owns Shorty's, a par three golf course up at Terry Hills. He knows all the big name surfers. He goes to all the spots. We, for those of you that may not know, have started our surfing journey in earnest. Um and we're, you know, a real sniff on qualifying for the QS. QS, thank you, Edward. Um, and, you know, just Ronnie, now a friend, it's just we're slowly ingratiating ourselves and entrenching ourselves in the surfing community. That's right. That's um, right. Just three friends hanging out, talking about the great sport of surfing. That's right. Punters, dribblers, enjoy Ronnie Blakey. How does that go with the missus when your job is to go to like the sickest places in the world for two weeks to course surfing events? Like it's a job, right? And that's clearly understood. But does she still get pissed off with you? Nah, no. Nah, I've, I've I've got a, a gem. She's like, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> really lucky in that respect. Uh, but they'll they'll tag along to events occasionally too. It's, uh, yeah. So we'll drag the kids along. That's. Actually, they're kind of hard trips for me because you talk all day and then they're like, should we go out to dinner? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I just want to fall asleep watching something bad on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to, you've got to step, step up. Step up, mate. Step up. You've got to step yeah. up. You know, just good parenting, good No, husband. mate, look, well, I was, I was just – I was uh, glad to see that you're, a, you know, an out and proud father as well because I am. I can't get shit on this podcast like I'm always talking about the just how tough it is being a dad and, you know, being a good dad and – Always mentioning my kids and shit, so it was uh, yeah. excited to have you on. Just another good dad. Eddie doesn't have kids, so he's sort of, you know, he doesn't no, understand what it's like. I don't get it yet. I yeah. don't get it. Love you, the name, though, Eddie. I, 
I call one of my kids Eddie. There oh, you yeah. go. Not after you. No? No, I just didn't have any names and it was kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, we're having a kid in a week <laughs> and we're like scrambling. We had a girl's name but no boy's name. Mm. Um, my sister about two weeks before my first arrived gave me an Eddie Murphy Raw DVD. <laughs> I just happened to put it on. I was watching it. I just went, what about Eddie? <laughs> and um, I went, I like Eddie. And yeah. now I was like, yeah, like Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle? And she said, I love Eddie Eagle. And I'm a manly supporter, so yeah. he's Eddie Eagle. Eddie Eagle? Yeah. Holy shit, that's fantastic. Ran with it. We're a couple of... We're, this that's is a, good stuff. This is a nice you know, pro-manly conversation mm. then. We're, yeah. we're, we're the biggest manly fans. Oh, I knew I was in good company. Oh, good, yeah. good. Eddie Eagle. Eddie Eagle. And then, uh, yeah, just ran with animals for the rest of the kids. Really? Yeah. What else? Fox, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. First name or middle name? Middle names. Yep. Yeah. Hectic. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Eddie Eagle though. Beautiful Yeah, stuff. that is good. I'm really yeah. surprised. How do you spell Eddie? Just by, Is it I-E or Y? I-E. Okay, yeah. he's a Y. I'm a y guy. Yeah. Do you judge me for that? What do you, what do you make of that? Oh, mate. Yeah. He's to his own. <laughs> nah. You're all right, Eddie. You're <laughs> all right, mate. Um, how's Shorty's going? Like, we haven't mate. been there yet, but it's like uh, one of our mates who we work with, Seb, has been up there a few times. He's obsessed with it, but like, obviously, we're coming up next week, but it's uh, such a cool concept. It looks like a lot of fun. I saw Seb up there trying yeah. to break the course, uh, break the course <laughs> record. He didn't do too bad. He didn't do too well. But no. I, I come bearing gifts, fellas. Oh, beautiful. Oh, we love Look gifts. A couple of shorties. Oh, we love gifts. Look at that. Get in there. Little hat. Oh, that's nice. Look at that. Sharp. Sharp. Oh, yeah. Little T.O. Look at that. Uh, shorties is going great. Just a dream come true. It's right? a great name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a great name. Yeah. No, we um oh, I came late to golf, but oh, it's just grabbed me big time. And uh yeah, I was uh actually at a mate's barbecue, it was a kids party, and all the kids were playing dodgeball in the backyard, and then the adults got involved, the dads, all pretty hammered, <laughs> and this guy who I didn't know is just throwing this stinger at me point blank, slapped me in the face. And uh, I've just put the crosshairs on him and I'm like, next time I'm in, I'm going to get him. And uh, I did the same thing, just like as close as you can get to someone and still have a full throw. <laughs> and he tried to catch the ball and I dislocated his thumb. <laughs> and um, the next day, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, you got what you deserved. And the next day, uh, my mate who hosted the barbecue said to me, oh, that's um, Lucas Bates. He's a... A pro golfer. He's meant, <laughs> he's meant to play in the trials of the Australian Open next week. Oh. I was going to caddy for him. He's oh. out. And I was like, no way. I got his number. And I hadn't really played much before that. And um, he was a pro at, at Avalon at the time. And he said, mate, do you play? Come down and have a lesson. Because he was obviously not playing himself. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of got into it then. That was about 12 years ago. But, yeah, the opportunity to get into shorties, um, you know, it was an easy decision. Yeah. Yeah. Is Clint Newton a part of that? Or is he just is he just like getting Yeah, but we haven't there? seen him for like well, <laughs> two years, maybe longer. But uh, yeah, he's a busy boy. <laughs> yeah, he's but got a yeah. bit on. Yeah, right. Um who else is involved there? Um there's Chris Searle, who is the one that really kind of drove it. Uh, yeah. initially. He um started Monster Children magazine. Yep. Um but yeah, he and I kind of golf together a lot and uh yeah, mate, it's it's the most surreal thing telling people that you own a golf course. Yeah, it's like you say golf course first, and then when they start asking questions, they yeah. go a golf course. <laughs> you say, well, 
technically. It's par three, yeah. yeah. I mean, a thousand, a thousand metres worth of uh, golf is pretty limited, but it's yeah. still yeah. still a golf course as Did far as I'm concerned. Was it hard to find a spot for it? Like, I mean, Terry Hills is, Terry Hills is where yeah. it's at, right? It seems like it's, that's kind of a good area, but was it difficult? No, nah, it existed. Oh, it, okay, it was there. right, Yeah, right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's kind of like a, a pretty iconic spot yeah. um, up there, um, but it... Yeah, it just needed some new energy, and um, but it's always been a great course. The the guy who laid the the grass there is still there today. His his name's Paul. He's the superintendent, and they just put together a magic little challenging course. But mm. you know, you can bang around it in an hour and a half. You're never more than sort of like 150 meters from a beer, and mm. um, yeah, it's really fun. Really Hectic. fun. Are you playing often? Like, are you are you out there like Mate, just farting around every day? Oh, I would be, but um, a total stitch up. We moved north so i'm living uh northern new south wales like the day after we got the keys to the place so yeah, it's a head fuck completely <laughs> oh so you you're not living in sydney now nah oh no nah. so do you come back and just thrash around get as many rounds come back, as you can try and get as many rounds in as possible yeah. and uh yeah just keep a foot in the door stay on pace with the boys Really, that's why we bought it, so we could challenge each other yeah, at golf. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's a, a lot of fun. The cool thing is just doing something real different because I've, I've worked in the surf industry, like, for most of my adult life. Mm. Even before that, that's all I was fixated on. So, yeah, yeah it's cool. So, how? So w can you take us back to the start of your sort of surf industry journey? You started off in magazines, right? Yeah, started off in mags, like, glory period for print yeah. public publishing and also uh, glory period for magazines because surfing just went through this radical boom through the um basically the like kind of the late 80s through to the early 2000s it was just on fire so surf mags were like fucking had spines there was you know every magazine the the page count is basically a combination of ads and editorial and the more mm. ads you get the more pages you get in the mag as well so, like, we were making 200-page surf mags. And Jesus. they were, like, fucking thick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. There was a lot of, like, just photo specials because you just <laughs> needed to fill those pages yeah. up. But yeah. advertising-wise, they just were queuing up and there was no social media there. You know, it was radio, print, TV. Mm. And so, uh, yeah. What, what do you reckon drove that surfing boom through the 80s and the early 2000s? It, it's just sort of the same as it is now. It's just like a... I think a lifestyle that people want to as aspire to. It looks free. It looks fun. Mm. Um, it looks healthy. And, uh, yeah, everyone dips their toe in. But, well, we're uh, about yeah. to actually. I don't want to bring ourselves into I thought you guys it. surf. You, you're sponsored, right? Well, well yeah, we're no, we are sponsored only yeah. only very recently by Billabong. Uh, we, were, <laughs> we were actually tossing up with it where the weddies for the interview. <laughs> you, guys, you guys did well. You put them on the right way. Yeah, was, well, well, you didn't listen, see me put it on listen. back to front before I fucking sat down. <laughs> no, but that was magic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you, you pulled it off. You had me fooled. I thought you... You grew up in the water. No, look, well, I mean, no. I can swim, but I can't surf. But no, we've got to. Can well, you explain our dream, Eddie? Maybe. Well, I will explain my our dream, my dream, our dream, and you can you can see whether it's possible. And we may have got something wrong here. Tom and I from country towns just have always dreamt of getting in the water and fucking ripping, mm. right? But there's when you grow up out of Sydney or away from the coast, you're sort of like a little bit apprehensive as to whether you can, whether you've got what it takes. <laughs> to shred. To shred. 
So I was I've, I love the WSL, love the tour. I've always watched it. And my mate who I used to work with was telling me, he'd said this years ago, and it just stuck in my brain. I mentioned it to Tom recently. that He said that you can enter QS events if you want to. You can just pay the fucking admin fee and just rock up on the day and fucking get in there and rip in. Mate, you can. Yeah. Okay, it's the best. <laughs> Have a crack. But yeah. It was actually like... Fuck, maybe like 15 years ago, um, there was this guy, Wade Glasscock, who was fucking in his 40s. And he was going down the beach. He, he was a character. Yeah. Everyone loved having him around events. Mm. But I don't think I ever saw him catch a wave. Um, <laughs> I saw him at events where the surf was kind of like just a little bit over four foot. And he yeah. just stretched on the beach the whole heat. <laughs> Or maybe like go stand on the rock jump or or just where he was about to enter the lineup and in knee deep water and just like kind of look at the lineup but never actually go out. Yeah, that's so funny. I respect. He was placed. Like he he was on the ratings. Yeah, that's all we want. We want to get a national ranking, but also like we have we have designs on at least learning how to surf. Like Jacko Baker said, he's going to help us out. Yeah, Jack has a mate of yours. No, he just well he he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of a friend of the show. And sort of I think when we spoke to the Kamchaka boys, who he knows, and then it sort of got teed up that way. But so he's going to. I think we also probably have maybe a slight false sense of confidence in our ability, just like coordination wise, which you probably need a little bit of confidence. We did a little bit of skating back in the day. Skateboarding, I can snowboard. Yeah. Can I ask you this actually? If you do you snowboard, do you do any of that yeah. sort of stuff? How different is it like the no, mechanics in yeah, terms no, of just like what you need to be doing? Definitely handy. If you if you okay. if you've snowboarded or, or skateboarded a bit, you'll you'll find it easier okay. to surf. That's good. Yeah. The only like the last time I did go out on a board, I couldn't sit on it. I kept tipping over, and I didn't think that, that get, was a thing. We had to get no. a bit more. Like, is yours is more leaders? Well, we got we, right yeah, we're getting term? boards made as well. So more leaders. Yeah, leaders. That's yeah. how they call it these days. More foam, basically. More foam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Foam's your friend. It'll float you. But you've picked a good coach, Jackson Baker. Yeah. Yeah, we call him the uh, Carnival Strongman. He's got a good look to him. He doesn't look like a surfer at all. <laughs> no, he's the least likely pro surfer you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Looks yeah. like he should be making pies in a bakery. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna let him requalify. He's obviously on the challenge yep. series at the moment. Let him requalify. Let him get his stripes back, and then he's gonna take us out. We'll probably yeah. go up to Merriweather and fucking rip in with the boys. See how we can go. Right, but we just need we just need to be able to you know read things a little bit, and then we need. We well, listen where we. If you thought we could surf, you were grossly mistaken. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. not at all. We're not. Oh, yeah. We're, well, you've put the wetsuits on. You were threatening to test them out with a yeah. piss. Yes. Did yeah, you yeah. piss in them? No. Look, I didn't piss in them only because I didn't know. I don't know. You don't know when not, you're going to get in the water. I don't, well, I don't, I don't want to piss in it sitting in the seat. No. Exactly. I'll, if I'm near the ocean, I'll piss in it. Yeah. Give yeah. it a good run out, and then we'll get everyone in. pisses in their wetsuit okay. when they're in the ocean. Yes, now this seems, like a, this seems no. like a great place to so time to ask our producer up there, Tom Tobler. Right, pretends like he surfs. I didn't know he surfs. He pretends like he's in the he's in the surf every weekend, he, and he's lived in a wetty his whole life. He told us that if we wore undies in our wetsuit, they would stay dry. Is that true? Will they or will they get wet? He's not a surfer. Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> that's nah. what we said. Nah, like for starters, don't wear undies. Exactly under your right. That's what we were saying. That was very uncomfortable. Because yeah. we, I was like, surely we were. Do we yeah. wear undies? That seems strange. You wear undies under your wetsuit if you got a tiny dick. And you're scared, <laughs> scared that your towel's gonna fall off in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, but you, you don't wear undies under your wetsuit for starters. Yeah. Um, and 
nothing's dry. It's called a wetsuit. It actually lets the water in a little bit and mm. your body, it holds a bit of water and your body warms that water, keeps you warm. Okay. Uh, you piss in a wetsuit, generally it'll kind of like soak into the suit a little bit, puts a nice little kind of marinade yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> They're never the same. They've like got this tang, this fruity tang to them. You don't want to go out with a sponge full of piss. Like yeah. Sharks will smell it. Like It's not good, but everyone pisses in their suit. Generally, yeah, okay. it dribbles out the leg. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, look at my Listen, thank God you yeah, came mate. in, Ronnie. We would have been. Imagine us in the car park with our new boards and our new yeah. weddies, fucking, and our run boxer on. shorts on. <laughs> we, we've so learnt, we've learnt two things today too. He doesn't surf and he's got a tiny dick. Sorry, mate. Anyway, so that's that's on our horizon. We're starting our own surf gang, mate, uh, and perfect. so we've got our eye on the Maru- Billabong's hyped. Actually, mm. oh, they, I talked to a couple of the boys. They're oh yeah, happy to have you on the team, oh, and uh, they're they're keen to get you in for a, a store signing or, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah we'll with Parker, well, they, they said they said they want to link us up with Parker and Hockey soon. So that seemed about right. Yeah, that's right. champions. <laughs> I'm just <Straight>. thinking like, <laughs> if you go on surfing, you know, if you're going to get coached by someone. Uh, Jackson Baker's the perfect person. Yep. Uh, you'll have a good time. Um, if you're going to go out with surfers, Oki and Parko is a, a pretty good matchup. Okay, terrific. Yeah, yep. two of the, the true original mad dogs. Oh, so, great. Uh, yeah. Love that. You're well set up. Well, this yeah. is good. Because well, we, we were just we were a little apprehensive about, you know, going out into the lineup, not knowing what we're doing. But if you if you take a couple of world champions, you should champs, be okay. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's... There's not that much to it. I don't want to the drop in on someone. getting out there. Yep. I just don't want to drop in on someone. I don't know. I don't understand the etiquette yet. You know, I don't want to get flogged on the fucking beach for dropping in on some local. That's the only thing I'm scared of. Just, just run with it. You, you kind of had a dial the other day when you guys were talking oh, yeah. about it. You know, get up. If you sort of actually uh, attack it on the offensive, don't yeah. be defensive out there and call people off waves as a beginner, an adult <laughs> learner, <laughs> you'll be fine, mate. It's Get off me fucking way. Yeah, yeah. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beta. Oh, shit. That's Jesus funny. Christ. Punters and Dribblers podcast, always brought to you by Neds. We shout out our good friends at Neds. They bring you about even the number one betting show on planet Earth. The betting show, all other betting shows, try to copy. That's right. If you were only listening to this, Eddie was... Doing a Hamish Street doing suck Doing a Hamish Street degeneration. Like suck it across <laughs> his uh, joints. Oh, he's good. Uh, he is very shout good. Shout out to Hamish. Not part of the shout raid. Just a shout out to if him. If you were following along on the Ned's profiles this week, you would have seen me hitting civilian bets. You would have seen Tobler hitting civilian bets. But we don't want you to follow Tobler. In fact, we want you to unfollow Tobler. But Ned's is where you go if you like to have a punt. Thank you to Ned's again, once again, for supporting everything we do here at Hello Sport. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. So what were you doing when you were working in magazines? Were you just putting you together? Were you- yeah, oh, mate, I uh, got, got so lucky. My brother and I were just tragic surf fans uh, as kids, um, just mad for it. And uh, he got work experience at, at Tracks Magazine, which is one of Australia's biggest mags, one of the longest-running surf mags in the world. And um, from there, he kind of got a... Uh, a leg up into the that world and he moved out of the position vacated it and I moved in um, right so yeah we were both working at this publishing company funny it was a surf mag it was in Rush Cutters Bay it was like mm-hmm. you got off the train in the cross to go to work so <laughs> that was funny. was that it was really good. interesting yeah. 
we were like North Coast boys, so um, you know we lived on the northern beaches till we were around five and seven. But uh, yeah, moved up north, so it was a, a rude culture shock coming down to work in rush cutters. In rush cutters, yeah. you catching the Friday train down? Are good. Train down from where Central Coast every day. Uh, we were now we're northern beaches. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, we sorry. On the bus, yeah, to Wynyard, on the train to the cross, yeah. Hey, oh, that's magic. a that's good a, times. That's a beautiful commute, mate. Oh, <laughs> stunning! <laughs> from, from the north coast, just north of Byron to <laughs> to Kings Cross, but yeah. So from there, um, worked in in that world for like ten years, and uh, doing what exactly? Like when you come in, I was I of? was the position that I held was the assistant editor. So you're basically doing everything from sort of uh, sub editing to picking photos for the mag. That was the fun part of the job. Yeah, um, and then really just kind of turning up and getting obliterated at industry parties that was the huge part of the job (laughs) i bet there uh, was was there heaps of surfers that would like try and saddle up to you to get into tracks does it it work like that like mate i'll fucking come out with me we'll have a huge night but i won't yeah i i I don't know maybe maybe i was so naive (laughs) i was just like loving it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah pro surfer wants to buy me a drink <laughs> yeah. uh but no i think that was like at that point too there were so many mags there was plenty of place for everyone and mm. um yeah you were trying to fill all those pages so you know everyone was pretty well looked after but yeah not a lot of uh bribery but certainly mm. you you looked after people it was a different sport then too you know uh, the whole the whole industry now is so professional the the surfers on the tour now are athletes, mm. uh, whereas before it was sort of like Wade Glasscock or like the yeah. three of us travelling <laughs> the world just having a hell time. Yeah. This this would be considered warming up for a heat. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it was, it was a magic, magic period. Ten years I worked in publishing and then sort of stepped away from that and that was just as like the internet broadcasting thing was taken off. And um, yeah, surfing was sort of really one of the first sports to do it and do it really well um they just had no other choice because surfing such a hard sport to to run a broadcast on you never know when the surf's going to be good you can't really schedule it on free to wear mm. um so yeah the, the internet broadcast just kind of hit big for them so yeah that makes a lot of sense because i don't know of another sport that has all like every event online for free like nah. the wsl does it's nah, very it's accessible for everyone it's mad really accessible and I, I guess you know probably at some point they'll have to make a, a call on on what they want to do with it you know you don't right think now it's the advertising model yeah. is all being built on the the sort of the where it started um so it was big sponsors getting behind events they wanted the broadcast because you know that was the way to get their message out to everyone and these days it sort of seems like you know a subscription model pay-per-view is not kind of out of the question but they Mm. just they haven't taken that leap yet yeah it's interesting going down that path right like as you say it's the tv thing it's probably not really possible is it like in for for something like surfing where you've just got like oh there's no fucking surf today so we're not it just makes I mean? it inconsistent and yeah, un- yeah. In- yeah unpredictable. The cable thing's all right. Like Fox Sports runs every event, yeah, and they're committed to running every event, but they can shift the 
programming around on all their channels and, and make mm. it happen. Sure. Well, yeah, because we saw the Mariba Open, actually, which is the event that we've sort of got our eyes on. Oh, yeah? They, it was on KO last year, and I just I can't get out of my head the thought of us trying to, trying to catch... No, no, trying no, no, to no, catch waves on the Mariba Open. For it. Awesome. <laughs> on the QS, which would be <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. That would be. So when, so when you're, you're, you're doing the publishing... And then you get into commentary after that. Is that sort yeah. of so? So what was, what's it sort of like, right? Like you've dreamed about being cert, like you've a bit obsessed over it, and then before you know it, you're in it. You're in like one of the most popular mags, and then how do you make the decision to go into to the commentary side of things, or is it just you fall into your lap? Yeah, I was. I think it was timing had a lot to do with it. Uh, but yeah, left the mags. Just I was actually kind of just burned out on on deadlines. I was editing a, a mag by that point, and. Uh, yeah, if you, if you want your life to just flash before your eyes, edit a monthly or even better, a newspaper. Um, <laughs> just time goes so quick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I had my first kid, Eddie, Eddie Eagle, and uh, got out of there and then just almost instantly the broadcasts were taken off and I'd called a few events and they were like, do you want to come to Tahiti? Do you want to come to France? Do you want to come to Portugal? And I was like, oh, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, so I jumped on it and then um, – yeah, it's it, you know it's just been a, a dream gig. Yeah, magic seeing the world and sitting back watching other people do their thing. Mm. Yeah, have you got a favourite spot? Um, I oh man, they're all really good. They're all great. Um, but I really always enjoyed Fiji. Just heaps of waves there. Um, South Africa is really fun. Good food, which is yeah. always important for me. For sure. Um, the waves really fun, and there's like good golf over there as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's how you ticks a couple of boxes. Mate, boxes now, where where are they at with Cloudbreak in Fiji? Is um, it is that the government were didn't want to renew it or something like that? Yeah, just a, a tricky one. I, I think um, just as a politically, the the country is just a little unstable. So they never far know. away from a coup, Fiji. Yeah, they, exactly. they love a coup over there. Yeah, but they also had their big golf tournament. I think they redirected some funds there for a while. But I, I think there's whispers of it coming back on the schedule because it's definitely one of the most challenging kind of hectic waves. It gets really big. Like they had one fuck-off year there where, you know, no one had the equipment. They didn't have the boards. And so they ran a couple of heats. A guy got absolutely sandwiched like almost his leg almost blew off oh. and um then Jesus then these they just had a big wave session there basically but um yeah it's just a nuts wave out in the middle of nowhere it's really cool so will that happen if like wait can waves get too big for a tournament and then they'll just go mate it's not on and everyone's can just go and rip if you want i feel like that one um that year kind of like sort of was unprecedented and they made a call based on the safety of the surfers and the fact that no one had the boards to ride it. You know, you don't right. go fucking packing an 11-foot gun in your quiver if you're a pro surfer to tackle a heat in Fiji. Yeah. Okay. Um, so after that, though, they copped so much flack. The tour, like, not sending the surfers out. It was big, but it was fucking perfect. Right. Like, as good as a wave can be, but 20-foot plus, mm. like, the most ridiculous things. And, and 20-foot is you know, essentially like a 60-foot wave on the face. We have this weird, like, measuring system. Yeah, it's right. Like, I don't understand. The Hawaiians have another measurement as well. It's they measure it from, like, everything. the back of the wave, um, and it's just sort of always been the way, but, like, it's like everyone talks down the size of surf. The, the smartest way to look at it is, like, is it double overhead? Is it triple overhead um, for sort of, like, a standard 
person. Mm. Um, that's the smart way to look at it. And these waves were like, you know, 15 times overhead. They were huge. Oh, it was massive. So after that event and they copped all the flak, they basically went, if it's on again, you know, if the surf's that big, be ready. Yeah. Like you're out there. And now they've had big wave tour events um, over at Jaws on, on Maui and um, that's – like another level. I was lucky enough to call the first year of that um, Piahi Challenge and you just thought every wave someone was dying. Well, you were calling it yeah. and a minute's gone by and someone's got an 11-foot board and they still haven't come to the surface and they've got a, a flotation vest on. So yeah. they're under that water somewhere. You're just watching this like bubbling mess Yeah, thinking that you're narrating someone drowning. Fucking dying. Yeah, that's yeah. what's hectic when you see those like – that's one of those things where, like, every single time, as you say, you're just sort of like, what, what, what? Oh, there he is. Sweet. It's, it's the maddest thing. Yeah. It's so crazy. You can't even comprehend it. Like, a lot How of How do time. you commentate something like that? You just, <laughs> you just got to bite vibe, your tongue. You know? Yeah. You, there's, like, a lot of words that are just being held behind your yeah. teeth that just want to pour out. But, um, yeah, you just, fuck. You, I think it just, you're just blown away. It's just so sort of natural what comes out of your head yeah. at that point it's unbelievable is there a documentary on that or i remember i my mate was telling me a whisper about all the big wave boys turned up and started going out i think joel and mick went out that was board fiji. shorts that was fiji yeah. the big year yeah. unbelievable yeah it was nuts and but yeah the big wave tour and just they only have a few events that's they've had some wild surf Mm. Some some big injuries, but amazing performances. But yeah, it's does it does it uh, appeal to you in any way? Big wave surfing, like to actually go out there? Nah, I I think at, at one point when you're kind of a bit younger, you whatever your ego's in the way. Mm. Um, bigger surf I ever rode was the first time I went to Hawaii, and in comparison to what those guys surf, it was you know probably like a tenth of the size of some of those waves mm. but after that i didn't really kind of have an appetite to get myself in bigger conditions again yeah and these days i'm like the t1000 in terminator like i feel like my legs are going to snap off <laughs> um, you broke your leg did i you? broke my leg i've got a massive tear in my quad at the moment oh, i'm just shit. like walking around like i'm 80 <laughs> but um yeah you just you get to a point where you kind of just realize that it's it's probably not that enjoyable for you yeah to you know, fucking charge. It's, fucking, it's nice when you go out in the ocean, it's big and challenging and you get to the beach. Like, that's the best bit. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's – I mean, you can you can be challenged in surf that's nowhere near the, the size that, that those guys tackle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's mad. The mentality of the big wave surfers is oh. it's uh, like it's just insane. It looks terrifying. They're not normal. There's a uh, actually an amazing documentary or, or series, I should say, called How Surfers Get Paid that Stab Magazine does. Oh, yeah. And they just did this first episode on this South African big wave surfer. Uh, Grant Baker's his name. And he's just this – there's nothing of him. It's just this little rodent of mm. a human. And he's like – fucking the most outrageously brave person you've ever seen. He's yeah. just a hustler. You know, all the big wave guys have to hustle. Because there's not a whole lot of money in it, is there? No, nah, it's just like they, they don't – they do the amazing stuff. They just don't have the profiles of the, the World Tour athletes. It's yeah. almost unrelatable what, what they're able to do. Mm. Um, and, you know, everyone looks at what the, the world champs and whatnot are doing on the, the championship tour and just and goes, I, that looks fun. 
Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. I, could, I could be in that kind of surf. Does it's it all create friction between the big wave surfers and the CT guys? Yeah, there's a little bit of saltiness there for yeah. the um the big wave guys. They they definitely um sort of wonder why they're not sort of earning the same kind of cheddar, but they've they're almost like making uh make making their own bank now they're they're creating like youtube channels and mm. kind of communicating all those amazing stories mm. themselves and uh they're getting you know obviously massive hits like you see someone wipe out in a huge wave and you yeah, can't yeah. look away no exactly people love it wasn't did someone recently just surf the biggest wave ever surfed or is that just my fucking algorithm feeding me old mate shit? it just seems to happen on every massive swell yeah but is it is it is it Portugal? Is it that yeah, Nazaré, Nazaré, I yeah. always look at that and I'm like, I don't, I'm not pronouncing this correctly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that place is hectic. Like the waves are really tall, but it's there's better big waves. Oh, okay, it's, it's like a horrifying. It's the ugliest shore break you've ever seen in your life. It's like <laughs> as big as this room. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the wave itself like apexes. It's really peaky, so yeah. the apex is huge. The surfer looks tiny as they make their way down. And then the wave doesn't really have like a huge amount of wall on it, mm. right? Whereas like the wave on Maui is like, it's like a Mongo version of like your favourite wave at home, and it's just right. like forty times bigger. Humongous. Yeah, ridiculous. Jesus Christ! Unbelievable, just, no, mate! It's, it's just terrifying. It is. It's absolutely terrifying. How is uh? You mentioned before that you like surf. Uh, you like playing cricket. Golf rather in J Bay, <laughs> yeah. Um, cricket, like cricket on the brain. Who, who is very impressive with a with a club in hand? I know Kelly can play. Do you ever play with him? Yeah, yeah. I play with Kelly a bunch. Uh, Kelly's a, he's one of those guys. He's a freaking alien. Just good yeah. at everything. Yeah, he's fucked up. He's there's nothing he can't do, and right. he's the most competitive person you've ever met in your life. Oh, right. we actually we know that we had yeah. a we almost got Kelly on this podcast when we were significantly smaller. We um, like when we had no rod, no one. We even were, even inboxing a, him. There right? was a there was a video on like ESPN or someone Instagram, and it was like it was this like in India or something in this village, and it's this young kid, and he's shooting a fucking he's shooting rocks from a slingshot at his brother, who's got just a fucking pole, and his brother's just cracking every single one, just hitting him, and then Kelly shit left a comment underneath it going. Geez, that's good hand-eye coordination. You ever heard of this guy from Australia? This old cricketer guy, it's called Sir Donald Beedman. And then we just screenshot it, put it on Instagram. And we're like, Kelly's a huge. Uh, fuck, how good's this? Kelly Slater's a huge Sir Donald Beedman fan. <laughs> fucking da, da, da. And then we're Amazing. just thinking, yeah, we're just talking shit. We got like five thousand people on our Instagram. And then he responds to our story, going, "I knew it was Donald Bradman. It was an autocorrect." And we were like, "All cool. good, man." Like we're just <laughs> taking it. Competitive. Yeah, and we were like, DMs. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, man. That's all good. We're just taking the piss. Yeah, you know, hope you're well. And then you, and then our, our listeners were sort of ribbing him in the comments. <laughs> in the like, comments, oh, oh shout out to Beedman. And then Kelly's replying to them like, "Mate, oh, he loves it. He loves engaging." Yeah. yeah. And then we're like, "Come on, on the, the podcast." He's like, "Righto." And then probably as payback for us talking shit, he just strung us along for like fucking yeah. six a year, months. basically. Yeah, well, it was probably yeah, like yeah. a year. Yeah. So anyway, we do you'll, know this competitive. He loves a chat, but yeah, he's a he's a freak golfer, freak athlete. He's fifty one now, yeah, still I know. going, still it's doing mad. It. He's, I mean, he's having a shit year this year. He's won four heats, mm. four heats. Might, yeah, old father time might finally be catching up. Like, yeah, you know, he's gonna... he's just he's bashed up too. It's like you look at the waves that he's ridden. You can see that he's you know his body's going to be pretty twisted up. Yeah, but he's up against you know just absolute studs. Mm. Mm. Just. Uh, such gnarly groms, just they're almost gymnastic. 
hard to keep up with. But, yeah, from uh, yeah. like a surfing perspective, like how much has what is capable on a wave or what people can do on a wave changed? Like from, say, Kelly, because he's been around for so long, when yeah. he started to now what some of the best in the world are doing, what yeah. sort of is it? Is it is it just like night and day different in terms of like the aerial aspects and shit oh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's gymnastic now. Yeah. It's gymnastic, but it's almost like getting to a point where, you know, when you watch snowboarding now, like to me, it's it's just a mess when you watch like a a, a big ramp uh, event or a half pipe event. The guy's just in the sky, just you don't even know what he's doing. It's yeah, yeah, like, it's just a mess. It's a great point. And then some guy's just like touching himself. The commentator's like, "Oh, that's the you know five yeah. double McTwist. McTwist. I'm like, but you don't. I don't really know the difference. Yeah, one of my mates uh, commentates the snowboarding for the Olympics and stuff, and like I just go, "What are you watching?" Like that. <laughs> that was. Almost ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and there is that sort of gymnastic element of serving. You appreciate that it's like remarkable that someone was able to do a backflip mm. or just a wild spin. Um, but it's almost going back to like the the purist in me just wants to see a big straight air like, yeah, like right. the originals mm. uh, used to do them. But um, yeah, it's, it's night and day. Not comparable. It's just evolved so quickly. Mm. Um, one thing that you know, kind of one area where Kelly was amazing was uh, barrel riding and uh, taking off on really heavy waves late. Uh, and he's still right there with all the, the best young guys. Like he won pipe just last year in, mm. in pumping waves. Mm. Um, so, you know, well, he might have kind of fallen a little behind on that gymnastic aerial approach. Yeah. Um, he's still really gnarly, a gnarly tube rider. And uh, he really, like, desperately was trying to get to the Olympics because it's going to be in Tahiti. Oh, yeah, And that was right. his dream, I think, to, like, have a crack at, at a medal. Because he would have been a sniff there. Oh, he would have been a sniff for sure. Mm. He would have had his nose right in it. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, it's, but it's, fuck, it's just, it's a wild sport now. And, and you know, it, it's sort of been said that you can't really win a world title now without that aerial approach, but just this year it sort of felt like there's been a bit of a throwback to that more traditional style of surfing mm. which has kind of boded well for a, a couple of Australians because we've been well off the pace for since Mick won his last world title back in 2013 no mm. one's no one's won one so for for us have on the you, women's side we've been dominating yeah pump yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you Stephanie and yeah. Tyler and Tyler <laughs> yeah. well, she's in the thick of it again this year she's second yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's a real chance and but, then uh, Big Ethan Ewing oh, he's, he looks alright yeah he's a he's a guru I'd like him to knock off to I think he single handedly kind of reverted the criteria back towards like a carving yeah. approach a power approach because he just does it better than anyone well I wanted to ask about that is do you is there a sort of like an internal has there been an internal decision by the WSL and the judges to to judge that way so you know to sort of unless you absolutely nail an air they'll go back towards giving reward to old school carving and power surfing and shit surfing and judging is like such an interest interesting conversation because it's like we don't really know you just follow the trend of, of how the judging sort of playing out throughout a certain event like certain waves um require a certain brand of surfing you know jeffrey's bay the last event um you can't usually you can't just take off and do one turn the wave's like a couple of hundred meters long so you need to thread it all together 
and show variety in your surfing and and so someone like Ethan's going to prosper in that situation but even on shorter waves this year traditional kind of power turns have been scoring pretty well but it's yeah it's just all about the size of the turn not necessarily like the the brand of surfing that you're doing so if you do big turns you're going to get big scores Mm. and was there I know I only equated to UFC because I'm fucking super into MMA and like judging is always something that's criticised. Been a few stinks yourself? No, I would lose them though. I can guarantee you, were I innocent? <laughs> he was. He's orange belt judo though. I was. Oh, I was yeah. eight years old. I was eight years old. Obviously, I gave yeah, up. Yeah. So I changed schools. I got yellow belt taekwondo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you got some kicks in you. Yellow ba- belt. Uh, brown tip or something. Yeah, that's, right, that's it. I was orange. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone wants a brown tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> Taekwondo. I don't think it's one of the the, the feared martial arts. Oh look, I don't I don't think judo is either. To be honest, I think it's really like I mean, you know, it's a lot of like throwing people around. Mm. <laughs> um, but there's always fucking dramas in MMA judging. Now a lot of that's because the judges have never fucking had a fight in their life. Yeah. Is there is there a lot of that going that's, on in surfing? That's probably one of the more comparable sports um, because you know if it's a really close fight. And and you've seen sort of it just really kind of depends on who you're rooting for in that yeah. instance. If you're if you're all for for one bloke, you can't see how the other person won. Yeah, um, and so your your sort of bias in that respect creeps in. And I see that happen a lot with people. There was just a a bit of a um, barn burner in Jeffrey's Bay where Aussie and Aussie Connor O'Leary beat John John Florence, who was ripping, and no one kind of could see how it happened. Mm. Um, but every single Australian who watched the heat was going off. Great call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Finally, they got it right. <laughs> um, but it, it's just one of those things. It's like close close decisions are always going to be controversial. Mm. And I think that's part of the beauty of it. Gets yeah, us well, talking. Right. It's always going to go back and forth, depending on which side of the fence you're on. I mean, we were on Jack Robinson in an event last year. I think, and he. It was like the I, last we were watching second. it last week, last second gets him away, wins. It might have been G Land, I reckon. G Land, it was yeah. G Land, it was, was he, a G Land. Yeah. Was it Felipe did he yeah. beat? Yeah. yeah, they had a couple of heats yeah. too. That and sort of we, I looked way. at him and I go, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, and we then the score like, comes in and he gets you like, okay, yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, I was yeah, in there. I've, I've been, I've called heats like that where you kind of say, don't think it's going to be enough. You're like, no, it is. It is enough. Yeah, what would I know? But you, you, you form that opinion based on the judging trends that you've seen throughout the event. So you guys kind of would have been going, well, Felipe had a freaking seven for his wave and Jack didn't do much more than him. And it's all comparisons, right? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I was probably the same way, mm. you know, and, um, yeah, fuck. At the end of the, every event, there's there's only one happy person and, and their fans are stoked yeah. and everyone else is kind of on a bummer. Everyone else is robbed. Every time I'm down to stay for a week so I can play the course and, yeah. I got pies and sausage rolls in there that are just next level, and I had three today. Did you? Sausage rolls, they're just next level. Dude, I love it. See, you probably fucking get her exercise enough, though, for three sausage rolls not to hit the sides, right? I'm dead set. You look, well, you're in terrific near. You're in terrific I'm, I'm like the, you know, the guy in Shallow Hell in the nightclub just dragging himself around. That's me at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like. So you've torn your quad? I've torn a quad. How, How long ago? Like a week ago. Okay, so it's six it's centimeters by four and a half centimeters oh. by 
one and a half centimetres. Oh my god! It's like two Tim Tams put together. I've like <laughs> measured it out and then and then ate them. But I was just going fuck. It's like and big hematoma in there. It's just the most painful thing. Oh, it's really? like I'm just getting crow pecked. You didn't look like you were limping. By I mean, I nah, didn't pick up on a limp. No, nah, you're limping. You're struggling. Putting it in. Yeah, you're right. tough. Out, on the wave, I'm assuming is that how you did it? Like surfing? Did you? I did. Yeah, just nothing too. Like a two foot piece of shit wave. Right, that's what you want. Oh, that's, that's what I said. It's just like it does falling apart. Yeah, it's horrible. And my big wave days are over. They're done. Yeah, wrap it up. Put them behind you. You guys are going good with the show, though, aren't Like, well, how'd you come up with punters and dribblers? Because I really relate to that. Mm. And I didn't know if it was like a dribbly dick <laughs> when you're trying to do a piece, or if it was a dribbling a basketball. It's certainly not dribbling a basketball. It's mate. It's like <laughs> it, a, a punter's a punter, you know. Like it's just like you know, it likes a punt, or he's a he's just a as a as a bloke, he's a bit of a punter. He likes sport. Mm. Or the punters generally, you know, just like the everyman. Yeah. And then a dribbler's just, you know. A dribbler an, is an everyman, but it's the people who, like, it's the element of the people who, like, speak about something with, like, unqualified opinion. Right? Oh, perfect. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I've super made a one career out of it. You, it's exactly right. And that's exactly what <laughs> so we've you're, done. Yeah, you, you're yeah. a dribbler. 100% I'm a 100%. dribbler. 100%. But yeah, so, in, in more know. ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Threw myself under the bus there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, are you. Yeah, you um, certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> going from podcast to now having a YouTube channel, uh, because I, you know, like in Australia, you just pretend that you don't get recognised, but like you do get recognised, mm. like kind of just like walking down the street or whatever, mm. especially near the beach I do. And I, people always say, sorry, you probably don't want to talk about what happened over there in South Africa, but <laughs> did you think he won that? You know, I, love to- <laughs> I love talking about it. I was like, mate, no, no, let's, <laughs> let's dive in. Um, but do you guys get into talking sport with people just yeah. randomly yeah, everywhere? For sure. Yeah, like, I mean, again, it's not, we, it's not wild. It's sort of specific. It depends places. where we are, yeah, right? So, you know, if you're, at the, if you're at the fucking Origin or something, you're going to get a heap more. Oh, if yeah. you're at Magic Round, you're going to get it a lot. Like, if you're, at the, if you're at a sporting event, we get a fair or bit Or at the pub, generally, at the pub. You know, yeah. somewhere. But. I don't get a heap of it in Woolies and shit. Like, sometimes, <laughs> I, like, sometimes I might sort of clock that someone's staring at me for a bit too long, you know? Like, yeah. You know, though, like, yeah. they're trying to figure out where they know you from and they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't know where. That's yeah. most of it, where it's like, I don't know who that guy, I know that guy's face, but I don't know who the fuck he is. But I like talking sport with anyone. Yeah. Like, it's good, you know. I guess it's also, it depends, because sometimes people, again, the dribble will come up and they might want to talk about something that is so specific and granular. Because the reality is, like, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, at least you're, you are in the surfing community. Like, you're a respected surfing voice. We're just fucking idiots. So when someone's, like, <laughs> you know, getting really fucking dense and, like, analytical with yeah. you, like, I'm going to go with you here stuff. on this, but I don't know either. Like, mm. you're, I'm not going to enrich your life with any, like, information that you can take away. And You're not going to get X's and O's out of me. The, the one where I do feel guilty is that they'll come up and they'll want to talk about a time they called in or they interacted with us or like a very specific moment. I just have to be like, mate, I've got to be honest with you. I don't remember anything from the show I did yesterday. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to remember your the, call the, the in. The hotline call from 19, uh, 2019 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> exactly oh, right. right. Any, any awkward ones? Mate, you know what? They're, everyone's pretty cool and I reckon it's because like when you think about like when someone comes up to like someone who's an actor – you don't really know the fuck they are. You nah. just seen them play someone on a fucking movie or something, and that's not to compare myself to uh, like a Brad Pitt. So, <laughs> but <laughs> but with us, like they they listen to us every day or a couple of times a week, and like we're exactly the same. So I feel like when they come up, they know who you are, and they sort yeah. of they're just really normal. Yeah. 
I think wakes it way more natural. Yeah, does it's not fair. Any, any surprises where someone who you kind of recognise, like a celebrity or whatnot, recognises you? Oh yeah, go I'm on. Trying to think, had who? the golf last year. Oh yeah, no, that one was fucked. We were stand. We went to a golf. There was a golf day, music industry masters, and we. Well, even so, the guy who asked us, Sam's the lead singer of the Rubens, and he was yeah. like, do you want to come play this golf? And we didn't know, and we were like, oh, fuck. Sam, like, the lead singer of the Rubens knows who we are. This is cool. We're like, And also, we're not technically in the music industry, but sure, we'll come play in the music industry masters. And uh, then In the t- in team music. Yeah, on the artist side, yeah. on the muso side. And so we were standing at the bar, and then someone, this guy, like this older guy sort of next to us, and he turns and goes, oh, hey, Eddie. Like, Eddie's in front of me, and he's, oh, Eddie, and I'm like, oh, some old dribbler fucking saying it out ready, and then he turns, and it's fucking Bernard Fanning. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. Okay. And we were like, oh, holy shit. Mate, what, yeah, how are you? Like, sh- shocking. Hey, mate. Yeah, and then I'm just like, to Tom later going, did you Well, I'm just seeing it. I'm yes. like, oh, my see what, God. Hey, hey, Grom, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want a photo or something, yeah, mate? Yeah, I got to go yeah, yeah. playing oh, this golf. I'm in a rush, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate, I had a beauty the other day. I um went to the sushi train. With my 11 year old and we're hanging there sitting there just shoveling it in and this bloke comes in uh, with his girlfriend clearly a surfer and he pulls a stool out and goes oh, oh <laughs> hey hey mate i went hey oh he goes are you who i think you are and i said <laughs> i think i am <laughs> like this and he goes yeah i'm max and i was like hey max so i was like just surf today we're chatting for a bit and he goes Hey, how old's Billy now? And I was like, who the fuck's Billy? <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry, mate. I thought you were my next door neighbour. <laughs> I had a little head wobble on. I was just convinced that, like, fucking he was going. And, like, the weird thing was he apologised. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And then a little bit later he goes, fuck, you do the surfing, eh? Like, oh, no. I do. And he goes, I'm so sorry. I was like, mate. I'm sorry for assuming <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you fucking recognise me <laughs> yeah. as the guy off the thing. So you my next daughter, neighbor, I, said, the fuck fuck. I was like, you better be good looking. <laughs> Some ugly old bloke. <laughs> Dude, Scream out him to turn the music down. But I was like, I think I am, mate. That is so hectic. Yeah, yeah you, won't yeah. Assume, you won't assume anymore. Oh, mate, never. <laughs> no, big mistake. There's actually one that's okay with me is that one of the American commentators is – a big wave world champ, Pete Mel, and we yeah. actually look pretty similar. Oh, you do, really? and yeah. people like mistake us all the time. I've had that on the Gold Coast before during the event. Someone stand in line and just go, "Oh my god, can I get a photo?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." Yeah, how long are you in town for, Pete? And I was like, "I'm not Pete, and I fucking live here, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't ridden a wave over four foot." So uh, Fuck, thanks that's anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's worked in my favour too because <laughs> Pete's been on the cover of mags before. Yeah, and oh, I've okay. like shown my friends and throw on the mag in front of him and go got the cover of surfer they're like like, what and it actually looks like that's so funny dude i'd be getting out of that sushi joint straight away but yeah that's that's pretty funny and then it i guess the cool thing is that you for for me is like like i meet people who i didn't know were really into surfing Mm. uh which is pretty cool like mark philippus is a just the poo. Is the poo server. a big surfer? Yeah, him and like Pat Rafter too. And really? Yeah. That's cool. Sort of seen them before and I'm like fanning out big time. They're like, fuck, we watch all the events. Yeah. Really? And um, That's another sick. good one I had actually, Taj Burrow. Um, this is a great story. Taj Burrow retired from the tour and had this party 
Um, he retired in Fiji, had a party down at Bondi when he came back, and a heap of people came, and um, Hemsworth was there. Oh. And uh, I'm in the urinal doing a wee, look over, had a cheeky glance. Oh, of course, you got it. Thor's there with the hammer out. Has he got a hammer? Is it Thor's hammer? God oh, damn it. mate, I don't know. I was kind of just lost in his eyes, to Oh, be I honest. thought you were going to have a cheeky look at the, oh, at the hammer. That's what yeah. I'd be looking for. No, it I mean, wasn't protruding. about me, though. It wasn't protruding. I was like, okay, well. <laughs> it was an overhang. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he goes, oh, mate, I watch all the broadcast. Love what you do. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Thor. You always yeah. want to call like those people by their character. Yeah, name. I know. Thor. Yeah, that cheers, Thor, which they'd probably ultimately find disrespectful, but you're meaning it like, you know, yeah. you're meaning it lovingly. Jer- go, Jeremy he- Piven came to the Pipe Masters one really? year too. Did he? Yeah. Fucking Ari, Ari Gold. Gold. That's what yeah. you want to call I him, I passed right? in with him for a photo, but he was like the big wave event where I thought uh, people were going to die. That had just happened and it was like all over the news, all over the world and um, just randomly met him and then he was, he was like, what do you do? And I told him I did the commentary and was explaining that event and he was like super intrigued. And um, then Jack Freestone came up to me and goes, come on, come here. And I'm like in the middle of a conversation with Ari Gold and he goes, he's such a fuckwit. <laughs> and I was like, he's lovely, mate. I'm there, I turned around he was gone. I was just like, fuck, what have you done? Jack Freestone, come here, mate. Quick oh, fully interrupted. Was he, what, what oh, Jack a- actually introduced himself, yep. but called him Ari, and apparently like, well, he just fucking... Oh, he didn't like that. Like, hey, Ari. Just, that's how, that's, that's yeah. how you do it. That's how you get someone to become a fucker. Yeah. Jack ruined my fucking <laughs> Your friendship. Fucking- Have you brought that up with Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, he needs Most to like, know. Remember when you fucking wrecked my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. That's so, what you're up to Tahiti in a couple of weeks? I'm not doing Tahiti not this doing year, um, but it's it's going to be nuts. It's mm. like fuck the the way that they've they've kind of changed the format mm. of the the tour now, the structure. Yep. It's like the regular season finishes after Tahiti, and if you're in the final five, if you're in the top five at that point, then you get a shot at a world title in like a one day surf off. Mm. Um, some people don't like it, but essentially what you're going to get out of it this year is almost like two intense races for the big the big show. Mm. Um, so there's like a few people outside the the five at the moment that are campaigning for like one spot. Uh, I think on the the men's side, and you just pray that they get surf because it'll be absolutely mad. Mm. And then the final series is is kind of. I don't know. If you've followed the sport for a long time, it's pretty hard to get your head around it. Yeah. Um, but there's just no question that on that final day, it's pretty thrilling watching like number five surf against number four, the winner of that surfing against yep. three and yeah, so on and so okay. forth. But, you know, for someone like uh, Carissa Moore, for example, she was number one seed going into the final series last year. She's going to be number one seed going into the final series again this year. And, you know, Steph's got eight world titles. Chris has got five. Uh, if it was the old format, she gets six last year and she's going for seven this year. Yeah, so, okay. And Steph's still on seven. So it's sort of like it's a big change up to the, the just the culture of professional surfing. Mm. Um, but like I said, like all eyeballs will be on it when the, uh, when the show rolls on. That's it. Uh, do, you, does it do you like the change? I wasn't. There for the finals the first year. Yep. Um, Has it, I, have there been two finals or just one? Uh, there's been 
Two. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but last year I was there, and being there on the day, you know, it's pretty magic. Mm. Trestle, is it? One, one thing you get often with, like, a, a title showdown is, like, you got two surfers going for it. Mm. They can't meet until the final, usually. So, like, the chances of that happening are just really slim. Mm. So, seeing number one and two fight it out for the title instead of having a f- fucking wild card beat the number two and the race yeah, is over right. and the world champs crowned on the beach. Mm. Right. So, yeah, uh, okay. so, to get that world title moment guarantee is, is why they did it. Um, but, yeah, I think the jury's kind of out a little bit on it yeah. um, for core fans because – like Carissa's just been again this year, like she was last year, the most dominant surfer by a long shot. Um, she's got a big points lead on Tyler Wright, even, and uh, yeah, it'll be kind of heavy, heartbreaking she, if she she loses again. And like I'm, I'm sure in her head, it'd make her question like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but she's so good. She'll probably get it done. She'll probably still do it. That's yep. interesting. What's the go with uh, like what's the what do I, what's the fucking word for them? Like the wave machines? Are they is that oh, yeah. on the tour yet? Are they like the wave pool? The wave pool. One of them is. Yeah. So there's one. What do you think about having that like fake wave essentially on there? Like, is it and they're sort of like really consistent? I assume, yeah. right? So you sort of is it? Do you do you like that? They're yeah. They're they're I don't know. Kelly's design which is the pool where they have the ct event yeah. is like really long and very predictable and the, the kind of the beauty of surfing is that it's unpredictable yeah. and it's nature serving you up these these different sections and you've got to learn to kind of read them mm. um and that wave it's just felt like you've been watching the same surfing because the waves the same size mm. it's the same pace you've been watching the same thing there every time they've run an event for for a few years now um so yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, but as far as wave pools go, like there's there's plenty of them out there. Lots of different technology. You could essentially kind of shift it up and have a different wave on the the schedule. But I think it'd be pretty good for a Challenger Series event. But it's just a bit monotonous. Yeah. Um, that's what Kelly's I was thought. Like it. Yeah, you don't really see anything new. The best surfer at the last one was a rookie on the women's tour because you hadn't seen her surf it before mm. and she just had a kind of a bit more of a creative approach. But like I, Medina was doing flips and rotations and all the right stuff and most of the time you were just yawning through it. Yeah. Do you, have there been, has there been like an advancement in like aer- aerial prowess because of wave pools? Like have they, yeah. the guys got better at it because yeah. of them? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a skate park, you know, you get the yeah, same but- hip or the same ramp. You're going to have multiple goes at it mm. and it's the same in a wave pool. Not necessarily Kelly's. It's not really good for airs. You do see them, mm. but it's just the brilliance of the surfer that is able to force it out of, like unnaturally out mm. of the section of the wave. But what you want generally with an air is an oncoming section and Kelly's wave doesn't close out at all. Mm. There's not, never a section coming towards you. You're always out in front of the wave. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but there's certain pools that – are just slingshot the surfer into a big section and they can, in a day, they can try one big turn like a hundred times if they want. Mm. And there's like little kids that are doing ridiculous airs and 
There's some kids, a Jackson Dorian that I've seen Sandra. Yeah. Like, he's a fucking weapon, that yeah. little kid. I think I've seen him on a wave pool. Have you ever seen that guy? Jackson yeah. Dorian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shane Dorian's son. Yeah. There you go. That's, he knows his shit. Yeah, he knows his shit. Oh, he's a fellow team rider. Both of them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Aaron Brooks. There's <laughs> uh, this, uh, this young girl, Aaron Brooks, who's nuts. Uh, Sierra Kerr, Josh Kerr's daughter. She, She's amazing. Like, they're, they're coming for that women's tour and, like, all the women on tour are just be going, oh, shit. It's like <laughs> they kind of miss that aerial surfing kind of development. Carissa's yeah. done pretty sick airs in, in competition, um, but just the the technique of this next generation is wild. And they're like 14. Yeah. And it's uh, ridiculous. Are you, are you, do you keep much of an eye on the next generation of surfers? Like yeah. generally, like you're sort of... You just sort of see it all on Instagram. Yeah, right. You know, and um, yeah, for sure. Actually, um, it's... It's madness how, how good they're getting at a, a young yeah. age. The, I feel like the next generation, the young women too, are kind of going to blow the next generation, the younger guys, out of the water. Just there's a lot of momentum with the, the women's sport at the moment. It's yeah. just like, it's like the um, same with the NRL, the mm. women's rugby league. It's like you're watching a game and just going, how quickly it's evolving yeah the, the progression is getting so good yeah. it's the same and like well like look at the soccer now like the matildas the other night i was like unbelievable well you were saying they, they did that what was the ad they did for the women's yeah. soccer they basically the french in france they ran an ad where they put um mbappe and like Giroud and all the french like superstars faces on the female body so you actually thought it was them scoring all these goals doing all this sick shit no You're like way. that's sick what a great ad. then at the end they take off like they show that they digitally um, yeah, fucked CGI'd with it. CGI'd it and they're actually women doing it. And you go, oh, okay. Even better. Even better. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so you do, you've done a couple of surf movies. Again, you can tell he's, he's super into surfing and I am like, uh, I'm slow, I'm starting you, you, my journey. Well, that's all right. You no, start no, no, somewhere, exactly. Buddy. But we watched Postcards for Marg. Postcards, Postcards, Postcards from Morgs. From Morgs. Yeah. We watched that Morgan the other day. Um, once it's terrific. It's yeah. a fan- it's fantastic. How many have you done? And like, how did you sort of? Because that's like a creative side to everything that you yeah. sort of. Oh, that's um, that's mainly my older brother Vaughn. Yeah. Um, that's that's his gig really. We collaborate sometimes on those initial ideas. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of sees those projects through. He right. does a lot of work with Rip Curl, and and they kind of just basically say to him, "Do whatever you want." Mm. Um, but yeah, that one was really fun because it was during COVID. Morgan had, you know, just made the tour. He like was on fire, um, and then all of a sudden, the tour didn't happen. He was sitting around, you know. Generally, what Rip Curl does with their team riders, um, if they're not on tour, they're on the search. Yeah, and he couldn't travel, so. Right. He started like writing postcards from little road trips around in his shit car mm. back to his mum. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, we've we've kind of worked on a, a couple of movies together. There was you know a few back in the day when we were working on the mags. But yeah, that's that's kind of his bag, and yeah, he's uh he's got a mean sense of humour, so <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun. That would do we do enjoy doing that sort of work? And would you look to do more of that if you weren't so preoccupied with commentary? Yeah, um, I. I love it. Like just sitting around making people laugh is is gold. Mm. Um, my brother and I actually just started this um, trivia show, podcast show called Brainzo. Uh, he has a, a show called Ain't That Swell that he's been doing for 
like maybe 10 years now. You two used to have one as well, didn't you? We had a, um, we did a community radio show back in the day. Did you uh, have one on Fox or Fuel TV or something? Uh, they had a, a TV show on uh, Fuel back in the day. It was like a preview show to each of the CT events that I used to host. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, it's just, take it all on. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's fun. You know, I'm enjoying doing podcasts though. That's something different. Mm. You know. Where are you recording uh, Brains at? In my brother's garage at yeah, Lennox. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's a trivia show, eh? Yeah. Just How long like, it going for? Um, eight episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So surf trivia, obviously. Surf trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, and just anecdotes sprinkled in. Um, but yeah, it's it's good fun doing it. And like my brothers and I have, you know, lived quite apart over the years, um, but always been really close. So just. Wrapping out in the garage is gold. Yeah, it's good fun. Love that. Yeah, I, wanted to, fits. I wanted to ask before, I can't recall, were you on the call when Mick got attacked by the shark? I was over there, actually. I was on a break. Um, your mate, Joe Tapel. Yes. Uh, Big he, fans of Joe. Yeah, yeah, oh, Joe fans. is the best. Joe's the man. He's, yeah, I call him California Jesus. <laughs> he's a beauty. And, um, he's just like the nicest person you've ever met in your life. Actually, I, I turned him into a golfer. Did reluctantly. Really? Yeah, he's and got the best voice. I think the most mate, American voice I've ever heard. He's the sweetest guy. So smooth and buttery. Yeah, he's yeah. always got his Hawaiian shirts on. It just looks yeah. like such a vibe. I, I got him <laughs> into golf in Maui one year, and someone said, oh, "I didn't know you played golf." And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "How'd you go?" And he said, "You know what? Golf will make you say words you never thought would come out of your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> just dropping C-bombs and fucking swearing his guts out. I was loving it. And then, um, but yeah, Joey, uh, what were we talking about? Mick Fanning. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joey was on the call mm. for the, the Mick incident and like best person to have in there. So such a cool head. Like um, I don't think anyone else would have handled it as well. Um, there's a surf journal writer called Sean Doherty and he said like imagine – Tiger Woods on the 18th at the Masters and a grizzly bear coming out and like grabbing yeah. him on the leg. Like it's, it is the that's, equivalent. Yeah, it's that's like exactly what it's live like. Live broadcast and just for whatever freaking reason, it's Mick, Mick's bio on screen. He's middle of the screen and mm. then there's just a fucking explosion yeah. of fins and. And then the wave sort of obscures everything chaos. as well. And you're like, yeah. I think, the, I think as out of control as he got was like a bit of like a muffled, like, holy shit. Well, that was that, uh, Pots. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, holy shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, Joe just kept his cool. He just like, basically in those situations, you know, like if you're reading from the handbook, it just says just call what you see and, you know, don't assume anything. And he's yeah. just like, can't believe the cameras stayed on him in that situation. Yeah. You know, they've kind of got protocols now to go to wide shots and stuff. But again, unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And just luckily Mick wasn't hurt. Yeah. But I was like on a break. I just shoveled a muesli bar into my face i was like blah, 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 oh, shit. <laughs> spray going everywhere and we couldn't believe it like when he disappeared behind the wave though it was like time stood still yeah. and you just thought he was a teething rusk he was yeah. just gone yeah. um so yeah when he climbed up on the sled and he was like held his leg rope up you were just going holy shit unbelievable and yeah we were just all tripping then i um i was actually sort of in where the um, the office of like tours and competitions, like they were like having a, a debrief, and I just kind of like weaseled my way in. There was like Mick, Julian, um, the tour managers at the time, and I'm just like in the corner, sort of listening in. And they were like, "Oh, what do you want to do? And do you 
want to wait and go back out there. And Julian was really cool. He was like, oh, whatever Mick wants. And Mick's going, I'm fucking going back out there. No way. (laughs) No No way. There was already people out the surf by this point. That's what blows my mind about surfers generally is like, it's like, oh, well, like, fuck it. Just get back out there. Like, like, there was just a fucking shark there. People who see sharks a lot always just go, they swim by and they generally don't loiter. That's what they assume. Generally. Yeah, yeah generally. generally. Well, that's a, gee, yeah, but I mean, it's a big it's a, yeah. it seems like a big risk to me. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they didn't go back out. And then I said to Mick, um, do you want to do an interview just to let your mum know and stuff that you're okay? And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I, I got to interview Julie and Kelly, Mick. I think yeah, that so was, was it you talking – were you interviewing Mick, the, yeah. that one where he's like sort of breaking down? Yeah, that was, and they were all – it was all kind of like – computing i think while i was talking to him even julian like we had been pretty cool and then asked him a couple of questions and then he was like i think the shock was sort of gone and it was like they're actually processing what had happened but yeah yeah, that was like probably a a highlight sort of broadcast Mm. moment for the whole team Mm. um just in the way it was handled and you could kind of still tell the story usually it'd be like and broadcast put some messaging out so that was actually like a good challenge Really, yeah. and we got so hammered that night. Um, it was like we, 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 we were like saying, it was like we had a wake for Mick and he was there. <laughs> yeah. People were making speeches and stuff really? like he was gone. And oh. um, then we had no idea, but back home the, the media thing was blown up. And mm. like that year it was like, I think like maybe like this, the most Googled thing in the world at, at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got off the plane and there was just like a full media scrum. And I think a, a lot of shark attack survivors say that the media onslaught after you've been attacked is way worse than, than what right? you go through yeah. and, and just trying to overcome it. Just because it's like such a, relive it constantly such a ratings maker for the, the media. I know. And they were just all over him. So um yeah, that was a lot for him to deal with. I, I mean, it's, it's still like the first thing anyone asks him, you know, like in sort of like your, oh, yeah. your, your radio media world, you know what I mean? Like 100%. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah Crazy that he went back the next year and won. Just mad. Ridiculous. That was cool. Yeah. That and he cool. did it all on a busted ankle. He was like, so he, it's his favourite stop. So he was like, yeah, he definitely wanted to go back and just feel good about the place. Yeah. Mm. He's got such great history there. I think he won the event four times and had a couple of seconds. Mm. Um, but yeah, he... Day before the event started, he like blew his ankle out and then just oh. had it fully strapped and hung in there for the win. Is it daunting or was it like a daunting, maybe too extreme a word, but like when you're going to interview him and Julian all that after they've just had this shark attack, like are you just all sort of in the moment there? Just being like, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't even really kind of, I think it was, you know, sometimes you, as when you're interviewing someone, you know, you're, you're kind of searching in your head for what the next question is. But like, yeah. I feel like my questions were just, for myself yeah. i was like what's it mean like what a, what a like i'm intrigued like yeah you know really like a lot of the times you're thinking of your audience and what they need to hear but i was just asking questions like yeah. wanting the answers for myself yeah it's well, probably a reasonable place to attack yeah, a from, better place you know, to you know what I mean? yeah. in that situation for sure yeah but it was it's just still like if uh, that footage comes up you know you, you never see the start of that footage without watching it through yeah um and it still blows my mind don't know how I know like some people say to me the shark didn't want to attack him it didn't it was a shark visit it wasn't a shark attack (laughs) and I'm like all right come on mate I was like Allegro folded in half is three feet long you know and and shorter if you're sitting up on your board and somehow 
It's a pretty close look. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's a very close look. Yeah. yeah. It's he's getting smacked by the fucking thing's yeah. tail. It's and it not got, just, yeah, knocked him off his board. Yeah, it's not like he's got a like twenty foot cord hanging off his leg. The, the yeah, leash is just like happened to come less than my wingspan. Yeah, yeah. And it's folded in half, so it's like that close to him. And also, yeah, I like thought that, that was yeah. like from the from my time spent on the couch ripping bongs watching Shark Week. I thought. <laughs> That sharks like to the some of the the more juvenile great whites like to cruise along the fucking wave line like trying to catch like yeah. so they practice their hunting and shit. Yeah, they all they they come in hard like if they are going to attack you and maybe it didn't want to fucking chomp him but it was having a good old look at him and was going what is he? Yeah, it was yeah. almost like if you see pizza in the fridge, it's like a day old. Like, listen, I'm not. I'm not eating it straight away. I'm just sort of coming out. Oh, yeah, you're sussing it out. See if it's ready to go. Is it <laughs> off? What is it, prawn? Probably not. That's two yeah. days old. But, you know, like, I'm just going to th- – I'm thinking about it. Yell out to the missus. Like, How old's this chicken? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is this good to eat? <laughs> just cook it a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mate, where do you, what do you reckon the future of surfing looks like? Like, where are we headed? And would you want to bring back style points like they used oh, to Oh, well, yeah, style – it's gone through like a – it's a pretty young sport like yeah, when is. you start comparing it to other sports. So it's only – it kind of makes sense that there's going to be some really significant changes along the way. Um, but I think it's heading in a great direction. I um, – like the performance levels are nuts. They have been skunked like you wouldn't believe this year. It's been the worst year for surf. J-Bay was the best of it. Uh, and the surfing on the best day at J-Bay was like some of the best surfing we've seen at Jeffries. Um yeah, I mean, style's a funny one because, like, what I like and what you like and what Tom likes, it's it can be completely different. Mm. Um, so you can't really work it in, but they sort of have this one element in the, the criteria called flow, and it's like how smooth you can be between your, your manoeuvres. And it's sort of a bit of a – it's just a nod to style yeah, because no one with a crabby style – gets points for flow um it just yeah but yeah i think i think it's it's in a pretty good place at the moment i just i'd love to see him um i think the schedule can actually be stronger uh my opinion it was probably a stronger schedule a few years back but there's like a few factors contributing to that too like um what would you, you like know, to see sponsorship out of money oh, i definitely want to see fiji back yep. and then it's not that the events some of the events on there are bad events but you know the the chance for world class conditions is low. They're not world class waves, mm. and it's like if you get on there, you know, or, or as a spectator, you want to see them in the very best waves, and and the schedule needs to kind of reflect that. They've they've they're fifty percent of the way there. Yep. You know, with with pipe with. Tahiti with Jeffrey's Bay with you know there's some legacy events like Bells which has just been there forever and it's a unique wave but it um you know not everyone loves it but it's it's just that it's a magic event mm. it just always has been and then Margaret River is kind of like a a real consistent sort of big wave performance spot so there there is some waves on there that you wouldn't necessarily call world class but they're kind of Sick events. Yeah. Right. But they need like, I don't know, they need Indo. You need like a proper pump and reef break. And Could they could they not go to Indo and like just move move around depending uh, on every, where? They've done it one year um, before previously. But there's, you know, there's some resorts in Indo now uh, in the Mentawai Islands in particular that could house all the surfers and they could 
have like a, a mobile event. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's just finding like the uh, the sponsorship for those contests in these remote places. Obviously, the more remote you are, the more expensive the event. Um, so yeah, that's kind of hard. And then the other thing is like, how does that event line up with the time zone in the you know the countries that follow the sport the big avidly yeah. like america brazil in particular australia is an important one um, and then you got europe so there's a, there's a lot of factors but i think if you just get like j bay is a good example you get world-class waves tragics like us who will stay up for most sports will grind it out yeah yeah for sure well you've got to grind it out you got to grind it out. You got to grind it out. That's what it's about. It's what's about. That. What's the what's a stop if there is a couple of couple of dribblers here? Who, you know, maybe dream of just going and checking out, like you know, making the journey to like the go to of to soak it all yeah. up. to soak it all up. What would be the place to, the the one to go to? You reckon? Uh pipe, pipe. Yeah, pipes is like dramatic. It's kind of like a great place to visit anyway. Mm. North Shore. Yeah. Um, but beautiful. Yeah. What you don't kind of get through the broadcast you, you see it in a few shots is just how close those waves break to the shore just right. how like you know there's not a there's no continental shelf hold, uh, slowing those swells down so they're just lurching up on these outer reefs and by the time they get to that inside section of the break it's just like right in front of you and like shakes the ground and People are just getting blown up to lux and boards broken and bodies getting smashed into the reef. It's great as a spectator. Okay. Would you advise a couple of novices like us to go and sit in the lineup? Would that be frowned upon? You know, like on a on a rest day when it's just the locals out there. Would they take kindly to Tom and I out there? Or I'm picturing you guys in your steamers <laughs> at one of the warmest tropical locations <laughs> paddling out there. We're also getting chest on your toe pad. Coloured surfboards as well. <laughs> chest rose. on your toe pad. It's a rose yeah. coloured surfboard that we're coming out with, so you know we'd be out there. We'd be looking the part. Yeah. Pink What's board. the story with the rose? This is our. We've got one for you, but so this is our rose. Big day rose. Big day rose. We started it last year, um, and it, the drink. Yeah, yeah. It's going. It's going good. So beauty. Thank you, mate. You're very welcome. But so part of. Us becoming surfers, we wanted to start the Big Day Board Riders Club. So now we're... Uh, it's on. It's on. <laughs> Mate, I, I say big things to you guys in your future. Yeah. You're coming at it from like a, a different angle, getting your sponsorship before you've been surfing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who knows? So that kind of backing, it could work. Yeah, well, some guys send us a message because like a lot of dribblers are going, Mate, there's, you guys are no fucking shot at doing this. Like, you know, because we're talking about becoming professional. And then Billabong hits us up with this stuff and this guy's come back to us after talking shit and he's like, boys, I've got to be honest, I've been fucking in the surfing game for a long time and I've fucking, you know, I've been trying to do this and that and it's very clicky and all this. And he's like, seeing you get fucking Billabong, like, you're hitting up. He goes, I'm not going to lie, it's stung. No way. <laughs> I bet you I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, uh, it's magic. It's good get fun. Get out there, get, get rated. Pro- professional surfer is a... Yeah. You know, it's a title that's thrown around pretty loosely these days. Well, well, no looser us. than us, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we just want to get a rating and see what see where we go from there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe look at the challenger in a couple of years' time. There's then. not that many people on the QS, so your rating's going to be you're going to be in the top thousand. That's there you go in so the country. That's what we in the world. You'll in crack the world. that. You'll crack that. Is that top thousand in the world? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay. Like Fisher, the DJ, he was yeah. a. Uh, he was cute he, surfer. He's a really good surfer. Is actually. He? Oh, he's fucking amazing. Was he? A, was he like quite a good surfer before DJing, or like yeah, he yeah. was like you know? Yeah. No, he he is a really good surfer, and uh, he I think didn't do a whole lot of events, but he I think he cracked the top two hundred one year. Wow. Okay. So good. But good. Yeah. If you want to have a laugh, go back and watch. Um, Fishtails, he used to turn up at the US Open and do interviews with surfers. Oh, really? And he had this huge cock microphone. <laughs> and that's better than his music. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But oh, no, he, 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 he is like legitimately a, an unbelievable surfer. Wow. Okay. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't like, I'd, I'd heard something about Fisher. I can't remember who we were maybe speaking to recently who'd mentioned or shown us a video of Fisher before he was. Mm. Used to stay with someone. Yeah, he used to live with uh, Minicello. Maybe that was it. He was around like a rugby oh, league. Person. I think a mate of a mate of ours. He, he would he would sleep on the couch with them when they were in Bali. Yeah, that's it. That's that's where I'm sort with of them? trying. To, like he'd sleep. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> sleep with them. Yeah, yeah. By any no, way, he's a great. Yeah, he was. His whole thing was follow the fish TV and like he yeah. used to do shit on Instagram. And then he oh, became a and DJ. And then he became the Well, DJ. he was DJ at the time, but he wasn't a DJ. Like you no. wouldn't know who the fuck he was. Interesting. He's yeah. blown up, huh? Mate, he's awesome. Is that Huge. funny to see? Obviously you knew him, I yeah. assume, right? Like that's pretty wild yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing that. We were at a mate's wedding in WA and he was like he had to leave at like ten at night just as the party was ramping up because he was nominated for a Grammy. That was just so weird. <laughs> to charter a flight from like down south and Get himself over to the states. Know, Unbelievable. Cool. Yeah, stoked for him, mate. Yeah, thanks for coming on, on. mate. Pleasure. It's been great to chat. Yeah, awesome. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be out at Shorty's next Wednesday. Can't wait. Then we we'll have to get a wave, mate. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Once your quads healed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't mind standing on the beach like a you know an over enthusiastic dad. Yeah, whistling <laughs> you guys into position. Yeah. We'll, need, we'll need a bit. I'll play yeah, that we'll role. I'll be like the, the dad pushing you guys in your, your surfing careers. Yeah, yeah or literally pushing Push us on the phone. I'll yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Nah, unreal, lads. Thanks, you. Thanks for having me. Legend. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>